The reading is from Romans 12, verses 1 to 8. Therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. Thank you, Rosie, very much indeed. So last week, Nick Carter took us on the first step in the journey of hope. Live a life which is pleasing to Jesus, bearing fruit, growing in the knowledge of God. I was sorry to miss last Sunday morning, but enjoyed listening to it on the website. Next week, we're going to come to step two in that series, which is about the depth of our faith and having complete confidence in Jesus. But we're staying with step one, with our journey of hope of living a life that is pleasing to Jesus. And today we've really set aside this morning for a slightly different purpose, which is to highlight the ways in which we can serve in the local congregation here. We're giving it the theme stewardship. And it can definitely be seen, I'd like you to think of it as an extension to what Nick was saying last week in step one of our journey of hope. Part of a life pleasing to Jesus is to use the gifts that God has given to us to serve him through our work in the local church. And today, I'd like to highlight ways in which you and I are able to express faith in an active and generous involvement in the life of the church. And so what I'm going to say this morning in the sermon will have two distinct parts to it, really. The first is what we would normally expect in a sermon, something that is emerging out of Scripture around the meaning of stewardship. And then seamlessly we'll move on to have a quick glance at some of the areas of church life where ministry is taking place, where people are involved, where you can be involved. And we're going to look a little bit at money as well. Now the term stewardship in modern life has a number of different definitions. The most common is that it refers to someone who manages what belongs to someone else. So you are a steward of someone else's finances or property or business. Or we link to the environment and we say we are good stewards 
of the world that God has made, and we talk about our responsibility there. In Christian thinking, all of that is fine, but it's also the idea that we're called to use the gifts that God has given to us as stewards of his world and of his church. The sense in which the world belongs to God, the church belongs to God. But that God has given gifts to his people to use for the well-being of that world and of that church. And that's the sense of the word in which I would like to develop briefly this morning. Let me say first of all something very obvious, but it is incredibly important. And that is to acknowledge that everything ultimately belongs to God. Everything belongs ultimately to God. If we just jump back into the Psalms for a moment, Psalm 24 and verses 1 and 2, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. He founded it on the seas and established it on the waters. There was a Catholic writer who uh, put together a very valuable book and wrote within it these words, stewardship is caring for what belongs to God. It is rooted in recognition that everything we have is from God and everything we have is God's. Now, I think we live in quite a possessive society. We talk of my house, my car, my job, my money, my life. Is it really? Jesus has some very strong words to say about the rich fool who built bigger barns to store more crops and secure his future. And then God said, you fool, this night your life will be demanded from you. And stewardship begins when we realize that actually our lives are not our own. And that all that we have comes from God and ultimately belongs to God. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. You've heard those words, many of you, many times as I have. But do we really live as if the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it? I need to hear this challenge again this morning. As you know, uh, I've been away for a little time, came back uh, last Sunday. doesn't feel very much as if I've been away because the, the last few days have been incredibly full. But uh, that's the way life goes. But just jumping back, the time when we were away we saw some beautiful areas of God's creation over the summer we were in Crete in a very simple apartment on a lovely small complex which was incredibly beautiful and peaceful indeed another guest who comes every year to the same location described it as a touch of paradise they were her words but it kind of rung true in my mind I just feel so much at ease so relaxed so comfortable around the simplicity, the beauty, the peacefulness of that rural environment. And of course, the sunshine helps a lot. On Friday, we visited Baddersley Clinton. The Dahlia border is especially beautiful at the moment. Uh, those of you who are familiar with National Trust, certainly that's highly recommended. The world belongs to God. Not just its creation, but the people, the life, possessions, careers, relationships, family aspirations, everything belongs to God. Everything belongs ultimately to God. And I think we really don't, we can't skip over this. 
We actually need to hold on to it. This world is not ours. The things that we own are ultimately in God's hands. The church belongs to God. Everything belongs ultimately to God. That's the starting point. But then, of course, we can move on to say that we are called, quite specifically, to offer our lives to God. This was the beginning of our reading in Romans chapter 12. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. We could spend a huge amount of time around these words. But it is a specific call to offer your lives to God. C.S. Lewis, in Mere Christianity, wrote these words. Every faculty that you have, your power of thinking or your moving or moving your limbs from moment to moment is given to you by God. If you devoted every moment of your life exclusively to his service, you could not give him anything that was not in a sense his own already. We're called to offer our lives to God. Although our lives belong to God already, but we need to take that step. And remember that these words in Romans 12 come after everything that was written in Romans chapters 1 to 11. And in this book, we have one of the greatest explanations of the Christian faith. Uh, also in Colossians, which we're working through primarily this autumn, there will be much more to say about this. Our need as sinners, the meaning of the cross, the vital importance of faith, the place of baptism, the power of the Spirit, it's all here in this letter. But following on from all that, and following on from our commitment to Christ and our desire to follow him, there is this call, offer your lives as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is central to stewardship. It is not primarily a matter of giving an amount of money volunteering for a particular activity, serving in a particular way, joining a particular group. That's not really the heart of it. It's part of it. But the heart of it is a life of service that is given to God. Indeed, stewardship is a way of living. I found this particular visual quite helpful as we think about this. It's a way of living that gathers all ages together at the foot of the cross and simply says our lives are not our own they belong to God and we're offering our lives to God and this passage that calls us to offer our lives to God then goes on straight away to talk about spiritual gifts and again that's a separate theme in terms of its detail but just to capture this morning that sense in which spiritual gifts are for everyone that we have different gifts according to the grace that God has given to us. And if your gift is in one way, do that. And if it's in another way, do that. And if it's another way, do that. And the spectrum of gifts that are covered here are incredibly wide. And obviously there are other passages in the New Testament that talk about other gifts. Uh, some of them are quite general. Serving. Some of them more specific. Prophesying. Teaching. Again, back to the general, encouraging, giving, both in sense of 
time, money, sharing, possessions, whatever, with generosity, leadership. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Acts of kindness. Such a wonderful gift. In this whole theme of spiritual gifts, some of you who've heard me speak about it before will have recognized this diagram, which uh, just illustrates spiritual gifts as uh, God's grace that is uh, split out through the church. As God's grace comes to his people, uh, it is that one grace of God which is then, as it were, refracted through the diversity of the congregation into a colorful rainbow of different gifts. And our stewardship is linked to our gifting. What God has entrusted to you, you are called to share with others. And that that sharing is in line with the particular ways that God has given and gifted you. So here are the foundations as we're thinking about stewardship this morning. That everything ultimately belongs to God. That we are called to offer our lives to God. And that in the Christian life, God has given his grace and his spirit. And through that spirit has given us gifts so that our service can be in line with our gifting. Those are the foundations. So what about you and me today, here and now? What about the practicalities? What are you going to do? What am I going to do today? If we're in this step one of our journey of hope... When Nick was talking particularly last week about living a life that is pleasing to God, bearing fruit, growing in the knowledge of God, how are we going to work that out in the life of uh, Shirley Baptist Church? The church is not the only context in which our stewardship is worked out, but it is the primary place. Because God, when he calls you to follow him, brings you into a gathering with others. Our faith is not meant to be worked out in isolation. It's meant to be worked out corporately, together. And as we come together, that becomes the place where our stewardship is worked out. Here we come together as Christian believers. And through the church, the different gifts that God has given can be used to bring God's love into the wider world today. And so, in this final section of the sermon today, I'll change track a little and talk quite specifically about the life of the church here and how you and I can be part of it. Now, some of what I'm going to say will be incredibly familiar to some of you who've lived and breathed the life of the church for a while. But some of you may be far less familiar with what is going on and how the church works. And it's for you especially that I hope that this will just open the door a little bit, give you a window of understanding. Many of you are already deeply involved. And for some, this may be a moment to affirm and refresh your commitment to what you are already doing. But some of you may feel a little bit on the edge of things. This may help you to move towards a greater sense of belonging. I guess you notice that this week's notice sheet is kind of bulging at the seams, really. And uh, I think I, we owe a special thank you to Nicola in the office for completing this, especially as some of my contributions were very last minute. Whether you've had it on paper or electronic, 
There is a huge amount of information here. And uh, I do encourage you to read that and to absorb it. But I'm going to say some of the things that are there in these next few moments. And to talk for a few moments about money. Now, sometimes the word stewardship in church life is only used to talk about money and giving. I think what I've said this morning already makes it clear that stewardship is much more than money. But money is part of it. I hope that what I've said demonstrates our convictions about the basis of stewardship, about the range of responses that are appropriate. When it comes to money, John Wesley said these words. He said that it's not to do with how much of my money will I give to God, but how much of God's money will I keep for myself. And that's an interesting thought because it kind of turns the window around, doesn't it? It takes us back to everything belongs to God. And that everything, all that belongs to God, what do we use for ourselves? What do we release for other people? Baptist churches are self-supporting. So there's no central fund that we can draw on for running the church. We have to pay our own way. The way in which the church here operates is that we have a financial year that runs to the 31st of July. So it all begins again on the 1st of August. And to meet the budget this year for our general fund, starting on the 1st of August, that's just gone, and going round to the end of next July, those of you at the church meeting will have heard these figures, that we need an additional £5,000 at least to meet the budget for the general fund. That may seem quite a lot of money, but in the context of all that is given into that fund, it's a relatively small amount. But it is an extra that is needed. And that's to cover what we know we are likely to have to spend. But there are always unexpected things in church life. And so I have a kind of inclination that the need will be more for this year. And then there's also a continuing need for donations to the building fund to cover the loan repayments for redeveloping the church. Those of you who've been around for a number of years will know that all of this space behind the church was rebuilt and redeveloped. Uh, this space was refurbished, and there was a huge amount of work. That was a project which cost well over £2.3 million. And it's not that far back in our memories, and many of you lived through it. I think it's absolutely remarkable that the loans associated with that are now down to about £200,000. That's amazing. So much has been given and so much has been achieved. And we're ahead on our repayments, but we're not quite there. I feel that the end is in sight and we're therefore encouraging everyone to review their giving at this time. You may already give regularly to the church. It may be a while since you've updated your figures. An increase in line with inflation will go a, a very long way towards meeting these targets. But it may be that some of you are more recently among us and haven't, as it were, understood the way that church works financially and haven't found your way into that pattern of regular giving. And this will be a great opportunity to do that, just simply because I'm uh, highlighting it this morning. I'm so excited 
that we have a full ministry team in place. It's great to have Martin and Jackie here. It's great to have Deanna as well among us. And they are a fantastic team to work with. It is a real joy. It was our aspiration some years ago. It's taken us a while to come to this point. But this will be the first year that we actually need to meet all those employment costs that we've anticipated for a while. And that, again, it's built into the budget, so we know it's there, but it does need to be met. And so we have very exciting times, but there are challenges around it. And we give away a lot of our money to wider ministry. Some goes to Baptist work elsewhere in this country, new initiatives, church plants. All of that we call home mission. And from time to time, we'll put up a video clip that just shows you a church that started. Uh, indeed, we've got evidence of it with the action team here today because uh, uh, Emily is there at the church plant that only a last year ago emerged out of New Malden Baptist Church in South London. And it's a very exciting project that their church is involved in. And a lot of those kind of activities around the country are supported by Baptist Home Mission, and we give a significant proportion of our general fund's money into that work, and also into work that happens in other countries, so we give regularly into BMS World Mission, Mercy Mission, and other charities. Yesterday, I was in Birmingham with the action team, went to the cathedral, picked up their stewardship letter, and they refer to steps in giving, from those who give occasionally at a service when the offering comes round, to those who've moved to that point of a regular and committed giving, and where possible, including gift aid. And that's the kind of giving that we want to encourage. So if this is an area where there's something that you can do this morning, uh, we've got a little table around just behind the communion table here with access from the hub at coffee time. So after you've signed your consent forms, which is clearly the first delight that you have after the service. The next delight will be to come into this sort of area. And one of the things that will be there is, uh, is some standing order forms or whatever you need in order to uh, have regular giving. Paul Holland, our treasurer, will be around in that area. We're very pleased to talk with you. But when we were talking about spiritual gifts, there were many gifts that were mentioned. And so I'd like to say a word about leadership. We have a ministry team. We have a wonderful group of deacons. From next week, we're going to be talking a little bit about the deacons' election, which is uh, coming up quite soon. We're going to prepare for it a little bit earlier this year. And alongside that, uh, as well as deacons that we need to appoint, we need a new treasurer. So there's some leadership vacancies that are coming up, some critical roles to be filled. And some of you are called to be leaders. Because God has given you the gift of leadership. And if that's something that you want to explore and talk about, there will be people again in the same area who will be happy to talk with you after the service. And I hope to be around in that space as well. Then let me say a word about Bible study and prayer. We don't often think of prayer as part of our stewardship, but I think it is. Everything belongs to God. We offer our lives to God. We offer to God that time that we give to pray. Now, that may be time that you spend on your own. It may be time that you spend with other people. 
but it is an offering to God. It's a sacrifice to God. It's a great blessing to you, but it's also a blessing to others. And in the mystery of God's purposes, it releases the power of his spirit and develops the work of his kingdom. We know that prayer is all important. It's a blessing. It really does make a difference. And many of you know that we have a pattern of rhythm, what we call rhythm of prayer. The details are in the notice sheet each week. Now, for some of you, it's not going to be possible to connect with this, but there are those for whom it might well be. It's a small occasion, and at the moment there are very few people who come. Some days just one, sometimes two, maybe more. But I would love to see this grow. I'd love to see some who will be able to work into their weekly pattern to be here uh, either on Mondays at half past 12, the lunchtime for half an hour, or Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, half past 8 in the morning for half an hour, or Friday at 7 o'clock in the morning for half an hour. So different times on the different days of the week. And it's a very simple time. I mean, you don't have to come all the time, of course. You come when you can. And uh, just occasionally recently, there's been no one here. Uh, and I think that's been a shame. It would be lovely if we can just sustain and grow that little bit of time each day when within the buildings here there are people who are praying. But our prayer is not in any way limited to what happens within this space. Obviously, uh, there are many other contexts in which prayer and Bible study can be worked out. Home groups is a great setting for both. Maybe you've been wondering about how you can link up with a home group. Ian DeVille is going to be around at the same place after the service. We've put everything together this morning. And uh, Ian would love to talk to you a little bit about home groups. And uh, if, there's, you know, if you'd just like to find out a little bit more, see which group you'd like to connect with, then do talk to Ian. Then there's something in the notice sheet about worship. Do you have a heart for worship? Can you play an instrument or sing to a reasonable standard? Do you feel that God's calling you to get involved in leading worship through one of our worship bands? Uh, so we just put out a little bit of information about that. Maybe that that is, and you may be sitting there thinking, but it all happens, and it happens well. And we're truly grateful for those who do lead us in worship, and we are very, very blessed. But we're also stretched, and there would be a, such a blessing if there are others who could be part of that. And actually, if that's the gift that God has given you, then he would want you to use it. And that's the angle that we're coming from in all of these things. In the same way, and uh, I haven't got much longer, but just to touch on children and youth, there's a wide-ranging program on Sundays and midweek for all ages. We run three different toddler groups on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, boys' brigade, girls' brigade, Bible study groups for teenagers, youth group on Fridays. I'm not trying to list everything, just kind of opening the door. And if this is an area where you feel God is calling you to serve. Martin, Jackie, and Deanna are the people to talk to. There'll be a particular need for helping Girls Brigade in the younger section coming up soon. Other areas where your gifts in that way can be used, and it's matching gift and need. That's what the Spirit does. And that's why conversations are so helpful in order for that to happen. That's what we want to encourage. When we think about our work with adults, we run home groups, a Tuesday program for those who are retired, a ladies' devotional meeting on Mondays. It's all listed on the website. 
Again, there are opportunities to get involved in these events. An exciting new course for spring 2018 is being planned too. And that will involve both those who are in home groups and those who are not regularly involved in home groups who will benefit from the course. We'll say more about that in the next few weeks. There's so much opportunity. And again, if these are areas where you have a heart, where you feel that God is calling you to serve, talk to us and we'll see how that all matches together. We quite often say a bit about Kairos, don't we? It's such an exciting part of our church's mission, but really stretched and always in need of more volunteers. But let me approach it from a slightly different angle this morning. I was talking to someone two or three days ago, works in Birmingham Social Services, never met the person face to face. We were talking about a completely different matter. But in the conversation, I happened that she obviously was aware of our church building. I said, do you know Kairos? She said, of course I know Kairos. It's a wonderful shop. Love coming there. Yesterday, the action team, the three of them, went out with some freebies from Kairos in the morning and engaged in wonderful conversations outside Asda. There is interest. There are many people who connect. And it's such a valuable link to our community. And so important that we can resource it well. Just a little bit about our wider mission. Crossroads, uh, serving those who are homeless in Birmingham. Family Support Centre, uh, encouraging listening to those who have various kinds of personal needs. Key areas of work in which we have a large involvement. And of course, Mercy Mission India, celebrating its 20th anniversary later this month. More in the notice sheet about this. Great opportunity to meet with Charlie Tom and his wife Liz, their daughter Jessica and, their, and her husband Jeffrey. They're all coming over on Thursday. They'll be around for three weeks. So we've got a great opportunity to link up with them again. And Hope 2018 has been a wonderful focus for these and other mission activities this year. There is more to come. Peter mentioned the Alpha Course starting in October. Maybe you're in the place where you're seeking to understand the heart of the Christian faith, what it's really all about, what makes us tick. Alpha would be for you. Or maybe you're in a place where you might be able to help facilitate that Alpha Course to happen. And it would be great to hear from you if that is the case. You'd like to be part of the small group conversations of those who are uh, exploring faith together. So we've got some response cards this morning. They look like this. They're all on the table here. And uh, again, the idea is that as you are talking with uh, Paul, Ian, myself, whoever happens to be around at the table after the service, if there are any other deacons who are free to mingle around that area, it would be great to have you. And, and uh, just to see a buzz of conversation. And as that conversation is going on, just fill up these cards. And uh, that's just a simple way of saying, I believe God is giving me a nudge. I'm interested in being involved in this area of church life or that area of church life. Or something that you like us to know about. And then we'll find the person to take this forward. So the cards will quickly be spread around those who have responsibilities in different areas. And we can talk to you again and follow it through. That's a way of responding to what God's Spirit is doing. Just nudging you as to what you're going to do 
today.